First in orbital news, astronaut Christina Cook returns to Earth after record-breaking time in space. Christina Cook broke the record for single longest space flight by a woman on her rookie mission. She returned to Earth safely aboard Soyuz MS-13 after spending 328 days in space. For reference, the Year in Space mission, which astronaut Scott Kelly and cosmonaut Mikhail Kornienko completed in 2016, was 340 days, which is the all-time U.S. spaceflight record. Astronaut Christina Cook was just shy of that record on her very first mission. Astronaut Christina Cook was also part of the historic first all-female extravehicular activity, or EVA. Another word for it was the first all-female spacewalk. Christina's mission is a shining example that long-term exposure to space and zero-g is possible for human beings. This brings us another step forward in realizing the goal of humans traveling to Mars. Another piece in the puzzle for the challenge of colonizing the moon and Mars. When speaking about her experience of 328 days in space, astronaut Christina Cook said, For me, it's all about the honor that I feel to follow in the footsteps of my heroes. She added that when looking at these milestones she's reached for women in spaceflight, she sees it as an opportunity to hopefully inspire the next generation of explorers. To learn more about this, check out the links in this episode's description and check out our orbital news section on the first all-female EVA with astronaut Christina Cook. Next in orbital news, the Solar Orbiter launched aboard the ULA's Atlas V rocket on its way to capture the sun's poles for the first time. NASA, the European Space Agency, and the United Launch Alliance, a big congratulations to them on a successful launch, and good luck to NASA and the European Space Agency on the rest of the mission. Solar Orbiter is taking a unique trajectory on its orbit around the Sun. It will take 22 trips around the Sun, closer than the orbit of Mercury, to study the Sun and its influence on space. Its first Three months will be spent checking all systems are operational, including the 10 instruments on board. The spacecraft will take two years for the solar orbiter to reach its primary science orbit. According to the NASA press release for the spacecraft, solar orbiter combines two main modes of study. In-situ instruments will measure the environment around the spacecraft, detecting such things as electric and magnetic fields and passing particles and waves. The remote sensing equipment will image the sun from afar, along with its atmosphere and its outflow of material, collecting data that will help scientists understand the sun's inner workings. You can read the full release from NASA by clicking the link in this week's episode description. You can also listen or watch our episode on the Parker Solar Probe mission that launched last year to learn more about other spacecraft at the sun. The Parker Solar Probe just recently broke the record for being the closest approach to the sun of anything humanity has ever built. Next in orbital news, Voyager 2 is back online after some troubleshooting from Earth, you know, 11.5 billion miles away. 
The twin spacecraft, Voyager 1 and Voyager 2, originally were sent on the grand tour of the solar system, and they have both entered interstellar space, the region where the influence bubble of our solar system appears to end. Now, with Voyager 2 back online, we can hopefully learn even more from depths of interstellar space. Perhaps we will learn something for our future spacecraft and possibly human travel there someday. In the meantime, the science continues. Voyager 1 and 2 were designed with fault detection routines in their programming. These fault detection routines allow the spacecraft to address its own issues out in space, considering 11.5 billion miles away takes data 17 hours to travel the speed of light. It would take you 17 hours to know there was a problem and another 17 hours to get a command back to the spacecraft in order to execute it, and that's too long. For Voyager 2, the engineers noticed something was wrong when the spacecraft didn't perform its routine 360-degree rotation to calibrate its magnetic field equipment. The fault routine detected higher than normal power drain and shut off power to do a reset. The engineers got one power supply back online, turned on some scientific equipment, and now is troubleshooting the rest of the spacecraft to make sure everything's safe. We wish them the best of luck as they get Voyager 2 back up online, fully operational, to continue learning about the depths of space, where we've never been before, but where we want to go. To learn more about the Voyager mission, watch or listen to episode 171 called SpaceX and Boeing Make Progress and Voyager 2's Interstellar Research. And finally, in orbital news for this week, we're just going to talk about the recent State of NASA address that Administrator Jim Bridenstine gave at the NASA Stennis uh, Center. So what we're talking about here is an amazing opportunity. We have a three-minute breakdown from NASA of that event. There's also the full 40-something minute presentation that I actually watched while I was in traffic one day and was super pumped to talk about space this week because there's a lot that it does. The NASA budget was approved fully for $25.2 billion for the fiscal year of 2021, which is 12% increase of the total NASA budget for the previous year. So as far as making sure that NASA is funded and and has things on the majority, it is correct. Now, what I did see was a little bit of fake news out there, uh, a little bit of clickbaiting. There was just a discrepancy between what NASA the website was saying and a few websites, uh, like the one which we'll have in this week's episode, was pointing out that a very specific portion, which is not a light thing, not something we should not talk about, but it was it was misleading. It seemed like the NASA budget in their example, where it was decreased, was a $7 billion number, and the number that the Jim, Jim Bridenstine, the administrator of NASA, was talking about was $25 billion. And so obviously, what, what, are there two different budgets? What are they talking about is very confusing, but luckily, thanks to the internet and Twitter, I reached out, and Christopher Beck, at Beck Physics on Twitter, uh, B-E-C-K-E Physics, who I've been following for a while, and he's great. He did tweet me and said that the science directorate is only one part of the NASA. That's that $7 billion number. The overall budget for NASA got 12% increase, but that 
much of this goes to the human exploration of NASA, which is different than the science part. And we have a link from the Planetary Society that actually breaks down the entire 2021 presidential budget request. And it, it, it shows that. So the science portion of NASA is things like planetary science, Earth science, astrophysics, WFIRST, James Webb Space Telescope, heliophysics. On the whole, all of those had in that department of science a 12% decrease. So th there were some good things. There were some bad things. Uh, in this day and age, I'm going to chalk this up as a win overall. Uh, the I think the worst thing that could have happened for the space program would have been for it to lose funding and somehow, thank goodness, uh, the president would love to have a shiny Mars rocket and perhaps the Trump moon tower and Mars tower. Why not, right? So clearly we got lucky here in this one. We got the funding. But uh, if you actually want to see that breakdown, see where the money, the less than 0.5% of the entire budget that is uh, of the country's budget is spent on NASA. A really, really small amount. Uh, not even a total of a trillion dollars has been spent, apparently, been spent in its entire existence, which, which is amazing considering how much debt we've racked up, how much money some of these things cost. Um, but it's always interesting when we talk about what does our tax dollars do? Where does it go? This is a great article by the Planetary Society. Thank you, Christopher Beck, for tweeting me back. And helping with the confusion that was uh, uh, conflicting and information and just not the whole story. So thank you. And that does it for this week. You can learn more about the state of NASA, where NASA is going, what they're going to be working on in this next year, everything that we kind of cobbled together. This 45-minute presentation is the culmination of the last few years of what Jim Bryanstein has been doing politically, to get NASA involved, to get the right people involved, to get the funding. We are, are I am very, very happy with our leader, Jim Bridenstein, for space. He's, he's what we need in this time with this president, and uh, it seems to be working. So if you want to learn all of that, this presentation has all of that there in the links for this episode in the descriptions. And of course, you can listen to our episodes every month called The Balance, where we used to talk about what is going on between private space and government agencies like NASA and how they're different, how they need to work together to achieve these amazing goals that we just got funded for. So we'll keep you up to date on all that with future episodes of Today in Space. We thank you for joining us for this episode of Orbital News on Today in Space. You can subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, follow us on Spotify, and subscribe to us on YouTube for the visual aspect of this show. And if you're interested in space, or you have anyone that's interested in space, please recommend the podcast to them. It's been the way that we've been growing steadily here this last year. Word of mouth, you guys have been telling me, you've been sharing it with people. It's working. Please keep it up. We'll keep posting content. And you can also see what we're doing to bring space every day here with Today in Space by following us on Instagram and Twitter at Today in Space Pod, on Facebook, on our Facebook page at Today in Space Podcast, on TikTok at Today in Space, and of course with our website, todayinspace.net. Thank you and have a great week.